Do you want to bring balance to all the wireless radiation fields in your life, including 5G? The Omnia Radiation Balancer is a small sticker you can stick on any device. It changes the state of the field and creates a new resonance between the wireless radiation and your energy field. On the link below you'll see all our testing results that show how the body responds excellently once you've made this change in your life. And here's a special offer for the Journey to Truth crowd. Just enter the word TRUTH in caps at the checkout for your 10% discount. It's easy to bring balance back to your body with the Omnia Radiation Balancer. This is totally unreal that this happened like in 1942 on this planet. Seti Ranch. That's why Aaron and I are in different cameras right now. I'm up in the meditation room. A lot of good vibes going on, being, uh, going on behind me here. Some huge crystals. Uh, so it turns out we aren't finished with Secret Space Program Month. We got a hold of James Rink, somebody we've been wanting to interview for a while now. And it ended up, uh, the stars ended up aligning and we got this set up. So it's technically not in the month of January, but uh, we're, we're going to roll with it anyway. And if you're not familiar with uh, James, he's another SSP whistleblower, I guess you could say. He has uh, experienced time in the programs. He's also host of Super Soldier Talk on YouTube, and he has a Super Soldier Talk website. And I believe you have a Twitter account if that hasn't been taken down. I don't know. And has that been taken still down? Up. You're still uh, good? It's still up, but uh, yeah, I, I, the, the, I think the clock is ticking on that one. Mm -hmm. uh, well, time only tell here, but uh, exactly, yeah. yeah, they got us. Um, real quick before we get started, so guys, we have a new promo code for um, the Hopewell Farm CBD oil. That promo code is Circle Back, uh, and that will give you fifteen percent off of all CBD products, and that does stack with uh, free shipping over two hundred dollars or more. Uh, if you spend $200, it's free shipping in the store. Omnia uh, Radiation Balancer, that promo code is still TRUTH, all caps. And then uh, our Teespring merch, that promo code is Sleepy Joe, and that will run indefinitely, and that gets you 20% off all of our Teespring merch. That being said, welcome to the show, James. Uh, I'd like to give you the opportunity to tell our audience who you are, because I, I, you know, I know you have a huge following on your channel, but... Uh, when I mention your name, it seems like a lot of people don't know who you are. So if you don't mind filling us yeah, in. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. Uh, so I am a super soldier. I was in the secret space program for 330 years. Not all as a super soldier, but uh, it was all segmented in different pro projects and programs. I can share some of that. Some of what I do recall 
uh, because most of my memories are still suppressed, but um, I will share at least uh, my, some of my self-awakening experience and then uh, what ultimately, uh, where we got to here today. Uh, so um, I was, I spent uh, at least 75 years for working on, as a super soldier on Mars. I was also at LOC, which is Lunar Operations Command. I worked, well, I say at work, I guess I, you could say I worked, I mean, I was at Montauk. I mean, I hate to say, I wouldn't really call it working there. It's more like forced servitude, but I was there for about 40 years. I spent uh, seven years in a monarch orphanage amongst other places. Um, there's other also clone bodies and alternate realities that I was, uh, well, I say alternate, more like uh, time, um, not time freezing, um, um, different timelines no uh uh pocket realities um uh, so reality just outside of our time like uh for uh, uh black shield in antarctica the leaks of that and um so I, I don't know how many years i was there but um tip i mean they make so many clone bodies i was also part of the hulk program under umbrella corporation and uh so i think we can probably just least start with that and there was a few others but um yeah we can like the ones with the Abitaba and all that, but we'll, we'll go into that in the Dauphin secret. Well, it's not a secret, but the Dauphin hybrid program. But uh, okay, so just tell me where where you want me to begin in all this. Yeah, so that that's a lot to unpack, especially for somebody who might be new to this. But uh, so what first strikes me is the 330 years. So I, I understand there is 20 and back, but are there programs that go much longer that have yet to be disclosed, or what? What's the deal with that? Uh, yeah, well, as far as at least in my particular experience, the once they're done using you, they can re-age you and send you back again. Um, those who have us who have certain type of DNA genetics are able to be re-aged a little bit more than other people. So uh, yeah, if they want to get their hands on you and you're capable of not going crazy uh, in the process, they'll keep using you as much as they much as they can. So uh, yeah, that, I guess uh, my useful, my uh, shelf life, uh, I suppose is still, um, yeah, um, still usable at the moment, but uh, I do believe I'm still active. I'm still over at Umbrella. I also have a eight foot tall cyborg that works for Kruger on Mars. And uh, I would not be surprised if I'm still down at um, working for uh, Black Shield. Um, yeah, the leaks it out in, but uh, so you think some of this is happening simultaneously, like you have a clone somewhere, yeah. Else. Well, yeah, so like, for, uh, typically your memories would come back to you when a re when one of your clone bodies dies and it would be it's called rehoming. And so, if if I'm still active on projects, then technically my, my memories wouldn't be coming back just yet until the, yeah, those clone bodies or those uh contracts come to an end. And I say contracts loosely, uh, at least from regressions, uh, it appears when they encourage you to join, they give you some kind of drugs that make you suggestible, and then they just have you sign, um, I wouldn't call it necessarily signing a document, but more like making an agreement. So uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't really consider it um, a valid contract, but you know, they, they do whatever they want, so they yeah. can't they want yeah oh anyway so we'll, we'll talk about they in just a bit but um so where, where do you want me to take this conversation now well i think i'm i'm so which man which program do you have the most memory of 
and are, is it pretty even or is there is there one is there one in particular that stands out uh well i've got some information we we could certainly talk about uh the rillsburg clone um so uh yeah and then uh, how about we just start with that so uh yeah so the timeline is not necessarily linear because be very careful and even how much i'm allowed to say here because some of this is from the future so i point a i start off in the future uh from a future time travel division i'm sent back in time and then um i'm not sure exactly what point i was sent back but uh evidently my my records show um well at least we could start with Rillsburg, and i don't even think this was in this particular reality but it was another alternate reality just outside it of ours, but uh, I joined the U.S. Army as James Martin Rillsburg and uh, became Delta One around the age of 18, well, somewhere between 18 to 21, and uh, did two tours of duty in Vietnam, uh, got a Purple Heart, actually two Purple Hearts, and then I died uh, in 79 in Persia. At that point, my body was picked up by the Fourth Reich, which are the uh, Nazis here on um, on planet Earth? That uh, Pro Project Paperclip Nazis, and they got a hold of my clone body. I'm sorry, my body, and brought it down to Area 51, where um, Shoreline Group was running base security, and they are utilized it. Um, I say I should just say <laughs> more like mutilated it, but um, they uh, changed my hair to be more blonde. They uh, gave me injections to make me grow taller, more muscular. Um, they cut out my left eye and put in um, a heat-seeking implant, um, infrared um, cyborg eyepiece, and uh, uh, wiped most of my memories. And then at that point, so this is right around Sirica 1980, um, my soul is fractured and fragmented and put into a majestic family is what, at least what I've been told anyway. Um, so, um, Majestic is in charge of different operations that are working to, in my opinion, try to bring about positive timeline, but, um, I can't really say, much. I don't want to talk too much about my family, but the point is I was, I was part of project surrogate, which means I was given a surrogated family. And then, um, I was also part of project name recovery and, um, project abandonment. And, we can go, there was a few more projects we can go into, but uh, those were the main ones, at least uh, as James Rink. And then, um, yeah, so while I was growing up in this timeline, I was still being utilized, my, my soul, through different clone bodies, as well as um, sometimes they would use, I believe they, they would use me too, physically, in, in my physical body, because uh, I, I have a, a lot of pictures of needle marks, injection marks that I've been getting over the years. I say a lot, as in probably over a thousand pictures I've been documenting. I, I would get them uh, beginning around uh, 2005 and we can, I can explain a little bit more about what happened in 2005. Uh, I would start getting needle marks on a daily basis, scratch marks, cut marks, laser cuts, scoop marks, and uh, triangular shaped scabs. Uh, one time it was the shape of Valentine, a heart on Valentine's Day uh, scab. So uh, this is not something that um, I could possibly be doing by accident. 
And then, um, so I believe that was actually from another alternate reality. That was the Umbrella Corporation, because over there, they converted me into a Hulk. So they, they see me over here as a virgin um, um, target to experiment with, I guess you could say. Uh, so, yeah. so, so when, you say, when you say your records stated something, what records are you referring to? Is this information from Peter the Insider, or is this something different? Uh, Okay, so the well, first of all, the project, um, see, a project surrogate came from another MyLab experience here. So I was doing some regression work, and this guy, he was um, a Soviet super soldier, and we were trying to bring back some of his memories. And he started uh, pulling up some of my records, recalling it. And uh, he had, he picked up, uh, yeah, project surrogate, um, project name recovery. And um, there's another one I'm trying to. Um, make sure I get my memories right on that one. Uh, so, because uh, it was three of them tied in there, but uh, he also got my, my he got my address, my social security number, and he was pulling up uh, the date of chair, the time I was uh, um, put into um, the uh, um, the Jackson facility back in uh, 1989, 1988. Sorry, uh, the Jackson facility is about 150 miles due east of Jacksonville, Florida, at the bottom of the Atlantic. And um, there's a portal, it's a Nazi facility, but there's a portal there to Mars where there's also another Jackson facility, the sister facility on Mars. But um, so that that information originally came from, yeah, uh, from Spindler and he's been on my show by the way. And then um, over this, so, and then I also had a, a Casbolt had a contact who, who um, was high up in DOD and they pulled my, my records and uh, Umbra, Umbra 8, which is eight levels above top secret. Um, they weren't able to find any records until they got to Umbra 8 is what I'm trying to say. So um, DOD has records of me and that's where they was able to get the project abandonment, project um, equalize and um, the, uh, the um, bleak. So I can go into those three projects if you want to hear that because that, that's uh, DOD. Yeah, that that's interesting to me that so the DOD has records of probably millions, hundreds of thousands of people that are involved in these programs, I'm sure. And how so I'm just curious how you were able to find access to those documents. You said the Spindler or Spindler? No, no, Casbolt had 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 contacts in DOD. So um yeah, I'm I'm not gonna obviously give out any I can't give anybody's sure. name out because sure. the, this they're not supposed to give out this information, but since I was taken against my free will, I suppose, you know, I mean, they're, they're violating laws too. So I, you know, I, I guess anyway, okay. So, okay. Project. Uh, so um, my records show that I was in the, in the, um, in the program um, for uh, super soldier modifications. And I was used to about uh, around 2008 where my program failed and they put me in project abandonment. Um, so, uh, project, I was part of project bleak in 92 to 99, which is carrying over from a project in the seventies is dealt with recruiting young males and trying to see if they can trigger them using MK ultra work keywords and social situations. Um, I was part of project abandonment, which is 96 to 2002 dealt with super soldier candidates that were found to be physically or mentally incompetent for DNA for, for, pro, um, super soldier, project align, um, enhancements. So they were trying to do DNA modification injections like nano injections or femto injections to see if they could correct us. 
um, and they see if they can improve our mental or physical abilities, um, as well as the trip seat alteration standards. And then there was also Project Ecolize, which is 99 to 2004, which is the seat pro MKC project carryover from earlier projects dealing with starseed children. The candidates will be checked for genetic mutation, mut mutations as, such as alien DNA, as, for instance, two hearts or enhanced kidneys. Uh, so um, other enhanced organs, organs, which might be useful for super soldiers. So uh, basically uh, they would give us to a specific department for alterations and project. Yeah, and then a caseworker will be develop a specific program for us. So um, what this basically says here for those who are like listening to this and don't really, under, you know, I mean, I, according to these records, it says uh, you know, I was a failure, blah, 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 blah. But it's not, it's not exactly what you think because what happens is the reason why they consider me a failure is because I was not cooperating with the MK Ultra program. So for instance, they would put me into a clone body, send me off on a mission and instruct me to, to exterminate such and such targets. I would go off on a mission and then I wouldn't, I wouldn't do my job. Um, so um, typically they want us to be totally mind control, total program robots. So the fact that I was rebelling and not cooperating um, was a concern for them because they wanted a total mind control slave and I was not doing that. So um, they kept, uh, yeah, just kept trying to torture and traumatize me and put me into one project after the other. Now, just because the records end around 2008 doesn't mean that I was um, not using it anymore, but uh, it just means that uh, whatever, yeah, the records, whoever's in charge now is, um, they would have shipped me into another program where DOD doesn't have access to it, I'm assuming. Um, but um, yeah, so that is Umbra 8. Um, but, uh, but there are other projects, there's other military, uh, private military contractors like Kruger. Um, so yeah, we can go into that. Um, we can go more into project abandonment. Um, well, I'm interested. Recovery. It's interesting to me that you have to get to that um, eighth level of above top secret before you see your records, which which makes it very difficult for a lot of these guys who come forward, who you know have these claims, and then there's no record. Well, that that's that's why because even like top official, top ranking officials within military and stuff like that wouldn't even know about this stuff. It's so compartmentalized. So that's just an interesting. Uh, that's just an interesting fact to me. Yeah. Well. Well. Even the the. the um the stuff that the military have, they, they wouldn't even have access to the full files. I mean, they may have a little tiny piece of what, if, if you're in the system, they would have a little tiny piece of it. So, like I said, most of these are done through private military contractors. It's not DOD that's doing well. DOD does have some access, but typically, yeah, they, the, yeah, the, mo the most advanced stuff goes to these military contractors. So, but anyway, um, so as far as, so I think maybe we can talk a little bit more about, um, about clone bodies. Yeah, well, about, I, would, I would like to talk about the clones and, and timeline loops and different timelines and stuff like that. Cause that, that's where it gets confusing, but that's also where it's most fascinating to me. Okay, so uh, going into the clone body. So this is tied into Project Surrogate. So Project Surrogate is a 6,000 year old genetic breeding program where they're trying to find, uh, they use test tube clone embryos to find uh, um, and plant us into surrogated mothers. 
And um, there's different, uh, at least for the batch of super soldiers that I was in, there was a, a batch of 720 embryos and I was uh, patient number 320. And um, so what they did, they took my initial embryo, they mutated it many times uh, over a period of about seven years. First, they start off as a fish and then, um, then they add a little bit of crocodile and that's where, you know, the part of Project, C, uh, Project Seagate or Project Crystal, Crystal Gates is what it was called for the Dauphin Super Soda Program. And uh, so then they added after after the fish and crocodile DNA, then they add a little bit of the Hitler, Hitler's SS race. Um, and uh, so during my lifetime, they're always trying to keep me beat up and um, um, fatigued and um, just try to stop me from accessing my abilities. But when they... Uh, are able to activate me, um, I shape shift, I can um, become super strong. Um, I'm so telekinetic, I can lift a, an elephant. Um, but yeah, yeah. And then, um, so that's where, you know, at least for Project Surrogate, Project Name Recovery, and um, that one, I'm really not quite even sure. I mean, I've even asked Peter about it, um, the insider, and uh, these are really, they're, 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 they're connected to each other. But it has something to do with um, hacking the memories of, um, I think it had to do maybe when I was Rilsberg, somehow hacking his memories, erasing them, and then putting me into a new, you know, splitting my, my consciousness into a new body. But um, anyway, so uh, uh, I actually have a drawing of Rilsberg I had um, put together. I can show yeah, that if you, if you want to see it. Uh, it's also on my Facebook page, but um, let me allow you to screen share here. Yeah, so I'll pull that up in just a sec, a second here. So um, you can I share? It's okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, here it is. Here, uh, so you can see that. Um, the left eye. Uh, oh, hang on, hang on a second. It oh. didn't, it didn't share yet. Um, okay, okay. Now now try see if anything happens. There it is. Okay, left eye left eye piece, um, heat seeking. Uh, there's actually like an ex extractable, um, like if there's like an eye piece they put on top of it. Um, this guy's about eight foot tall. He looks like Dolph Lundgren, with more blonde type hair. They, they changed my hair color. He's got a, a Nazi, um, well, um, well, he's got a Nazi tattoo, but um, it's inside of a, it's inside of a pyramid. It's a, I can probably show it. It's probably easier to show it to you than tell you, but I'll, I'll pull out in just a second, but um, I've got drawing that too. But uh, yeah, so typically um, they would put us in these uh, different, well, they, at least what, what, what I saw from um, the remote viewing sessions is uh, he would, he was in like this black leather like type suit black leather like pants black um rolled up leather type shirt um yeah they jacked up his muscles all sorts of steroids and but um i think uh, some of his hair was actually falling out because they had different he had he had legacy hardware um so this is the original rollsburg clone from the 1970s uh they haven't put him in the regen tank but um they would uh they would also have it. So it's kind of like a mixture in my, either my, my cyborg on Mars or Rillsburg and area 51, but the, the cyborg on Mars was about eight foot tall. So maybe, maybe this is probably better rendering of that. And I went by the name of Derek Reinhold on Mars. So, um, 
but the Area 51 cyborg, he's a uh, head of base security of um, Shoreline Group down uh, levels 15 below Area 51. And uh, so, uh, yeah. Um, How deep does Area 51 go? I, uh, yeah, I've actually asked Peter that question, and I don't even remember what he said, but he said that the facility is absolutely massive. Um, so that thing, yeah, you can see uh, there was more... Uh, more security, you know, when they were trying to storm Area 51, there was more security than there was at the Capitol building on uh, January 6th of, um, yeah. Speaking of, that was a good, uh, the message you put out while you were down there was pretty cool. I know you were reading someone else's channeling, but uh, that's kind of in alignment. I definitely, if it's in alignment with what I believe is happening currently right now. Yeah, um, you know, and I, I talked about how it was a show everything uh so um that was really curious okay well i'm gonna go ahead this is this is page uh 271 of my book uh so there's this there that's the tattoo we saw so he had like the eye look like the eye of horus on there um hopefully you can see that yeah we can yeah um so um um anyway okay i'm gonna stop sharing okay all right so where are we at now um we've what do you want me to discuss at this point? Well, um, I, I, well, I did want to just get your th thoughts while we were uh, talking about the, uh, the Capitol, storming the Capitol. You were down there. I know we're shifting gears a little bit, but this, all this information does tie into a much bigger picture, something that's going on behind the scenes right now that we're, we are not seeing on the surface. And some of that information was fascinating to me. And I'd like to get your opinion on, on some of what you think is actually taking place right now. Sure, we can do current events. Uh, yeah, okay, well, um, apparently, at least what, what I think, at least what I've been told is that um, Biden's gonna be in office probably till next fall. And I say office loosely because apparently Trump is still our president and he's running our country for Malargo. And um, the... Uh, Basically, the military has considered the elections invalid because um, it, Biden cheated. Therefore, he doesn't he's not qualified to be a president, not qualified really much of anything other than being a traitor. Um, but uh, the problem is, is that um, at least when Trump got into office or right before he got in office, um, Obama um, gave pardons out to everybody, everyone for any wrongdoing. So in order to prosecute them, they had to wait till they did something wrong again. So that's why when Trump got into office, they couldn't do mass arrests and just get, you know, just end it all for the, for the cabal. They had to wait till they committed crimes. They had to build more case, another case for them. And so that's what they've been doing for the last four years. And um, so um, as far as for them just going in there, doing some kind of mass arrests. Um, yeah. I mean, they, the problem is, is that there are too many dummies in, in uh, the United States that will possibly just burn the whole country down in the process of, um, before they get in, in educated about what really is going on. So the goal is to awaken these folks. And uh, that's partly why um, I think they allowed Biden to, of course, you know, he, I don't know if you're aware of this, but he's filming, it's, it's all a production's. Oh yeah, from yeah. Culver City, California, the Amazon Studios there. Um, so uh, 
eventually that's all going to be exposed and what what type of governance we're going to see in the future uh i i, I believe it'd be more like a type of a council type governance but um it's only a matter of time for yeah all that's brought out what do you, what are your thoughts on the possibility of biden being a clone oh yeah well uh, apparently yeah he's a clone for sure um, i mean not so for sure but that's I, I believe so. I mean, his ear, certain pictures shows earlobes looking different. Um, his eyes are look really dark and black, um, which uh, signi signify that the guy doesn't even have a soul. Um, the guy is uh, clearly got a lot, of, um, a lot of people that remote view him, see him as having a lot of reptilian type. Uh, like he doesn't have a soul at all, but there's a reptilian type entity, some kind of... Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't necessarily go far as say a demon, but some kind of, uh, some reptilian type soul that's taken over its body and, and is driving it. Um, but uh, as far as how many clones or where they're made, uh, that actually question has come up before. I haven't looked into where, but um, I was also told Trump has got a lot of clones as well. And the original is in- um, Camp uh, David. I think it was with the Raven Rock, but I don't, I mean, I can't confirm any of that because I, I don't know for sure, obviously, but uh, apparently Majestic's in charge of all this. Um, they know, but uh, good luck trying to get them to, yeah, I mean, all this stuff is secretive operations and yeah. it's probably just as well as it stays secretive. Um, yeah, uh, for whatever, you know, it's ongoing. So until, until everything's said and done, I mean, maybe then we, we could, we'll, yeah, we could say for sure. Yeah, it's just, it's, uh, I'm glad. I mean, that honestly corroborates with everything I believe is happening right now. I, we definitely know it's a movie, a show. I mean, it's, it's literally, it's like they're, they're leaving us these breadcrumbs to see who's paying attention and who's not. And uh, for those with eyes to see it, it's couldn't be more blatantly obvious, you know? And yeah, thanks for touching on that. Um, yeah. It's like, it was, it was kind of curious how I was, I was talking about here. I wasn't, you know, right in front of uh, the Washington Monument, and I uh, said everything here is a play, and and uh, but we're not, not going to tell you how it's all going to end because, uh, yeah, you're going to have to wait out, wait it out, and and Biden is already gone. And, yeah, what I say, most most of the individuals you're seeing are incarcerated, no longer existing, and they don't want, you know, the public. Yeah, apparently Kamala, she's gone. Um, yeah that yeah i've heard that i mean that's I, i've been listening to more and more channelings lately and i know people say that you shouldn't do that because you never know what's being channeled uh, but there seems to be a common theme that corroborates with what you just said um uh even even trump being um a clone and everything so it's just it's it, i don't think we're gonna see that actually disclosed for quite a while but in the future one day i, I wouldn't be surprised if we found out that's exactly what happened yeah yeah oh uh, so what else i talked i did talked a little bit about the ubi supposedly that's going to be coming in um i think a lot of americans will appreciate that uh the universal based income yeah that's uh well there's a yeah. positive and a negative of that right yeah yeah well i think the positive would be it's coming from the saint Germain trust the negative would be the is coming from the cabal and they're just going to use it as a way to shut you off anytime they want 
or if it's a St. Germain trust, yeah, you know, they're not, they can't, they're not allowed to do that. But how the money be distributed, uh, I don't really, I couldn't really say. Well, I mean, all that, all those details will need to be worked out still. But um, anyway. Yeah. Um, going, so going back into some more of the SSP stuff, um, I know you mentioned one time about uh, like a Mars jump room or a portal, like just outside of LAX. Is that, am I wrong about that or is that correct? Yeah. Um, it was actually Andrew Basaggio who was, who, he's the one who, who needs to take credit for that because uh, he talked about going from that jump, jump room um, to Mars. And um, it's right near the uh, Hilton Hotel, just south of LAX. Um, yeah, so I had, I did a screenshot of that one on one of my shows, but, um, and there's, uh, yeah, it's like New Century Boulevard, I think it is right there. But um, on well, reason why I also brought the, the the Hilton hotels up is because the Hilton has also been implicated, at least in some regression works that I've done, where um, there are Montauk type bases under some of these Hilton. Well, more specifically, the Waikiki Beach Hilton. There is a Montauk facility where they are certain certain if if light workers or certain people who um, have a some kind of um, high soul vibration, like some kind of past life connection to the angelic realm or, or was an influential figure and try to bring about positivity. If, if one of these individuals were to travel to this particular hotel, what happens? They have, they have technology there to scan your astral body and they can try, they'll try to psychically attack you at this, at this, these facilities. And they also heart. So they're harvesting people's loose energy and, um, and they're also abducting people. So I highly recommend for everybody to just boycott the Hilton Hotel. But, you know, I'm not here. I'm not giving them a, <laughs> a positive Yelp rating, obviously. But in uh, uh, that, yeah, there is uh, portals. There's uh, rooms in that hotel where they can portal people out directly into a Montauk base where they're traumatized and torture children. Um now, I can't say every Hilton hotel on the planet is like that, but I know a lot of Hilton hotels apparently have these portaling tech, tech in there. And if you're part of the elite, there are certain stories of like, I think Salvi, Salvi is one of, one of these uh, Illuminati whistleblowers that talked about how they would uh, go from Los Angeles and then um, go into the black forests of Germany and do um, the most dangerous game hunting parties. And I'm not going to exist if you don't know what that is, and it's you're gonna need to go look it up because I'm not gonna explain it here right now. But um, and they come back, uh, they go there and um, leave there nine o'clock at night, come back at three four o'clock in the morning, and uh, come back to LA. So and it's like it's con for for the average whistleblower. I mean, for the average listener who's listening to these experiences, it doesn't make any sense how 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 they could be doing this. So that's just one example that they do have access to this portaling tech, but I would not be surprised that they have more um, access to some of the ET tech where they can uh, travel portaling tech right inside their homes too. But um, yeah, that's just one example, but um, certainly um, you, you can go to Mars. Uh, typically it takes about 10 minutes is what I heard. Uh, you step into this elevator like device, I say device, um, room, and then the walls start curving and about 10 minutes later, you're on Mars. And then, um, 
yeah, when you're there, uh, apparently the people on Mars are not even aware that this technology exists. They keep it even secret from from their population. So, wow. Uh, yeah, well, the people on Mars, they 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 um, they try they try to keep them in the dark that planet Earth is even still exists. They the the story is that planet Earth was destroyed in a cobalt bomb, circa 1949. Yeah, 49. Not, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because I think that's when they were that that was when allegedly the first cobalt bomb was going to be tested, and um, it had it had to do with what was going on with the Antarctic Germans. I don't know. Did you watch my SSP one hundred one? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so you know. Yeah. Hopefully that that explained this the the timeline um, pretty good. Uh, yeah. It did. Like, yeah. All okay. four hours of it. It was good. Are you guys are you guys working on a part two? Uh he um, well yes um. That would be more of the, the part two would have been super soldier alignments projects in particular, how they make a super soldier, different type of technologies involved. But um, I wanted to get more artwork for it and artwork is expensive. And uh, yeah, I, it seems like I just keep getting one bill after the other and it's hard to try to get the, get the yeah. money to do it all. But uh, that was my goal. But um, I could theoretically just go ahead and push it out now. Yeah. Um, I just don't think it's ready. I, I also wanted to, I'm working on a documentary with um, Johan and uh, that one, I, I don't even know when I'm going to get that one done. I, anyway, between yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out soon enough. But uh, there's a lot of different projects in the works. But uh, so the answer is yes, but um, it's going to be a while probably for some, some content like that shows up again. I'm interested in that documentary already. I want to. Uh, is it is it based on the, the programs or is there what's the theme? Oh, it's it's a Johan's experiences. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, yeah. So you know, talking about all this stuff happening, like this Montauk programs and stuff. Now, do you think this stuff is currently happening, or are there like higher dimensional beings assisting right now and like restoring the Republic, or you know, and and aligning us so we can all ascend is this stuff being cleared out well i personally think montauk has come to an end i mean i'm not saying that uh there are no montauk like projects left on planet earth but the facility there um yeah uh there was a i guess i can explain um my my particular experience at montauk at least coming towards the end of my time at there i mean i don't know if they jump jump booted it or i mean jump started after after they got us out of the, out of there but um uh, at montauk i was referred they they would call me alien boy and um because i i had bigger eyes and i i looked a little bit different and i was also a lot more psychic and intuitive but um they would um sometimes I would speak in Andromedan and my handlers uh were very concerned about that. And then what happened is one day um the other kids were making fun of me at the barracks and they pushed me out the uh um pushed me off the, the railing, the second story, and right before I hit the bottom, I disappeared. And what happened is the uh the Andromedans were um they picked me up because montauk was isn't what i was mentioning earlier 
about these um, pocket realities. It's it's a reality just outside of time, and uh, that's where they were. That's why uh, they were able to do all these things and uh, do it in secrecy because it wasn't didn't necessarily take place here. And so um, when they pulled me out of this pocket reality, reality, because the they are also trying to do that get secrecy away from the the positive ET groups. The um, Andromedans, um, yeah, so uh, they, they picked me up and I told them everything was going on. And then we were we put in a plan to try to rescue everyone. And then they erased my memories and put me back near the entrance, the gate. But um, what, while I was gone, all the security officers were going crazy trying to figure out where I was because they didn't know I could, I could go disappear. And all the other kids were going like, damn, alien boy, just, just went, just um, um, went um, invisible. They're all so excited because <laughs> nobody knew we knew I knew I could do that. But I was technically I'd got it picked up by the ET. And then when they brought me back, they put me in the trip seat to figure out what the heck happened to me. And that's when they saw that the Andromedans picked me up and that they were doing a, they're getting ready to do a huge raid on the whole 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 Montauk facility. And uh, of course the Draco were in charge, the Thuban Draco and some of them um, some reptilians were down there too were um, in charge of this facility and they were freaking out because they knew they were about to get raided. So at that point, they, they, they put, they kept me on the trip chair. They did about three or four memory wipes. So, so the goal with the goal of me never remembering anything. And then they took all the other kids and tried to get us all in the trip chair as fast as they could. And then um, a, a team of the NSA came in there, picked us up and they brought us uh, into one of these Delta shaped um, helicopters and then up to the, uh, the craft, the, um, the tear shaped craft. And um, I think we spent some time with the Palladians, uh, but uh, I can't, I, I really don't know what, how that, what they did to us after that, because a lot of this, they, they, they erase your memories and they re-age you and they put you back right moments after they take you. But um, anyway, so that was at least some of my Montauk experience, but uh, yeah, the, during, I, during my time at Montauk, they would give us lunch bags and um it would be a little pill in there, a little red pill. And uh, the goal was for it to erase all your memories. So they never want us to remember anything. But some, some of us got our memories back. I, I only got a little tiny fragment. A lot of this I'm telling you is through regressions and through uh, some, the, uh, the lady that I worked um, that she was um, in, in the barracks with me. But um, anyway, I'm trying to get her to go public. But um, yeah. Anyway. See, I was wondering that. So yeah, regression. So regression is one of the main ways that you're recalling this along with seeing some records and this other lady you're speaking of. So you, you're just kind of piece it all together. Yeah. Well, another thing, um, another regression I did um, connected to the Montauk experience was uh, meeting George Washington. Did you hear about that on my show? I did, but you can yeah. share that again if you'd like. Yeah, yeah. So um I was aware, at least through like a uh, channeled source, that Preston Nichols came in. He's one of the handlers at Montauk um, um, that handled me. Um, he, of course, he wasn't like, there's another one too, I should probably mention um, that handled me, um, the sister of Heather Shaw. Um, she was she was actually like a Jezzling Maxwell. Um, are you familiar? Are you familiar, familiar with um, Shaw House? Mm, I don't know. Aaron, are you? I am not. No. Uh, Shaw House is like is this club 
um, based in uh, London, under under London. It's also another pocket reality. And uh, elites go down there, certain Illuminatis and um, dignitaries. And they do um, rituals, all sorts of child trafficking goes on there. And um, so uh, Heather Shaw, she's in charge of this organization. And um, basically, um, yeah, her sister was my, my handler. She's the one that groomed me. And then, um, yeah. But um, um, and Heather Shaw, she's actually the, uh, the goddess Arishigo. And her sister, okay, her sister is Janet Shaw. That's what I was trying to get. So, but okay, now going back to, um, you know, yeah, I had a grudge. I had a grudge against um, Heather Shaw because of that. And later on, I tried to do an assassination mission to take her out. We, we can talk about that in just a bit. But going back to um, Montauk. Um, so what I remember about uh, meeting George Washington as I was walking down this this um, country, well, I say country road. It was like, it looked like it was in Northern Virginia, Southern Pennsylvania, late spring, a uh, very wooded area, uh, you know, because a lot of times you think about being out in the country, you see a lot of open farmland. I, what I saw was just, just woods, um, forests everywhere. And then um, there was this uh, old well, it looked to me like an old inn, but I suppose it was new then. <laughs> it was this uh, stone inn, chimney and a fireplace. And we walk in. I say, we, I was there with um, what I saw was Preston Nichols and another handler woman was with us. And they were claiming to be my parents. And we're going to this inn. There was uh, the main room where it looked like a, uh, like a cafeteria. I hate to use the word cafeteria. It's more like a one room where they had like two wooden tables and they were, and there was some, uh, some kind of porridge or some kind of soup they were cooking. Um, and out back in another building, but uh, yeah, they brought some food in for us. And we, I remember it was, it was kind of bland, but it was like, okay, whatever, we're hungry. And then um, there was another room attached um, to the right of where we were eating because the main room where you enter is also where you, you ate the, the cafeteria area. And then, um, okay, so then the, the, the room where, where um, Washington was in, it was right at the beginning of the war and him and some of his generals were around him and they were, there were these maps on this table and um, I just go walk in there. I was actually um, cued to go walk in there and just uh, tell Washington or um, I, I don't remember the exact words, but something aligns. Uh, I started telling him just what, uh, who, who he could trust, who he could not trust. So I, I portrayed myself as a seer, but really I just, I was forced to memorize the uh, narrative they wanted me to give them, they gave me at Montauk. And uh, so uh, the goal was to basically um, inform him, who, you know, advise him on ways that he could improve his military strategy. So um, I, we talked, uh, they kept, in, at first the, uh, his other, um, I don't wanna say generals, the, the other, his other guys that were around him were trying to shoo me away, like, like trying to get me away, like I wasn't being annoying. But uh, Washington uh, signaled to let me stay, and I kept. So then we talked. I kept talking, like probably to two or three o'clock in the morning, and um, 
then we all went to our rooms and the goal was for he wanted to come and, and, and <laughs> continue on the conversation in the morning but we all disappeared we did as soon as we got to our room we disappeared went back to montauk um that's at least that's what i got from the regression but um anyway so that's it, interesting so a lot a lot of these experiences so you think this was from a past life or just an alternate reality no no this no i was sent back in time through montauk okay so i got you yeah i got but, you but the but Montauk was a pot pocket reality, so it was still me. But um, I may have been in a clone body. I I really couldn't answer that question. I got you. Um, so the question that I did ask before that, which thank you for sharing that, because that was an incredible story. But the as far as what's going on, as far as uh, ridding the planet of this evil, do you what what kind of like higher dimensional assistance or ET assistance do you think? we have right now, um, even like what we see going on within the political arena, like, is there some uh, higher dimensional assistance uh, that you know of? Uh, yeah, I mean, I believe that uh, we're on a positive timeline and I think it's because of the planetary consciousness is mostly positive, at least that's what people on this planet want is a, a positive outcome we all just want to live our lives and live in our fullest highest potential that we can so um there are there are certain beings that are helping make that happen in particular people from our future are coming back in time to to, to change the timeline that's where i think the q q and phenomenon is about and those aren't by the way necessarily people but yeah well, quantum, well, quantum well, supercomputers well, but you can elaborate on that because um yeah so you think q isn't just people ets also no quantum supercomputer oh That's okay what q stands for yeah so uh we've got uh ai in our future because ai is just really a fragment of our own um um like as above so below um most life forms that exist all they want to do is they they want to continue existing and they want to continue most be, most people just want to be positive and i mean i'm not saying everyone's like that but um unless you're you know if you're insane or you're crazy then you are not like that but uh, typically even even like ai wants to see positivity and um i mean there there are alternate realities where ai went crazy and just like in the terminator movies destroyed and killed and then that AI realized it made a mistake. So then it goes back in time, changed the timeline. So ultimately, everything goes into this. We're all going into this level of positivity. And so that's where, um, yeah, I think the Q phenomenon comes in. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we shouldn't always embrace some kind of AI agenda. But um, I think um, we shouldn't necessarily be afraid of it or be uh, rejected. Or try to destroy it uh but um but i think there's ways we can all coexist in a way that's most positive for everything yeah what do you think as far as like so if q is from the future right uh what do you think what what is the likelihood of the of everything all the drops and everything they're telling us um how, how are we certain that that is still going to occur on this timeline and something isn't going to come in and change that and maybe it's, we're not going according to plan anymore yeah, well, that's a good point. Uh, certainly, uh, every time you change the timeline, it could uh, alter 
the future. So, but I think they, um, the quantum supercomputer has the ability to entangle with all the other realities. So uh, it is trying to, the goal is to bring about the most positive reality. So even if the reality that that quantum computer would, is not necessarily as good as ours, it's going back and constantly resetting. So as long as you're at a positive vibration, you're going to continue to, to travel onto this positive timeline. And then you don't, you don't even see the perspective, all the negative, all the negative timelines, because ultimately you're just entangling with the, with your, the level of vibration that you're at. That's why um, it's important to always stay positive um, because uh, you're just, you're, you're helping attract that to yourself. Yeah, that's no, beautifully said. Well said. Hopefully I didn't lose you on that. I know it's hard to wrap your mind around this, especially, I mean, this is not stuff that we're normally taught in public school or institutions or. Well, you know, we started this podcast just to get into this movement and be a part of this, you know, ascension and, and this positive timeline. And every episode, it just gets crazier and crazier. And then like we find out that, you know, we, we really are clueless to what's going on out there. So, you know, I take all this stuff in, everything, everything you're saying and, and the other people we interview because there's so much, it's really hard to know for sure um, where, where we stand and who we are because if, if we are being used in other programs and stuff and, and, and you're just one example of people having memories and stuff, um, how many other people are like that? So uh, it's very confusing and it, and it, to get to your point, like it does sound crazy, but not anymore. Like I'm so used to hearing all this now. I'm just like, yeah, okay. I, I, I believe that is entirely possible. Um, yeah. Do you just want to let people know where they can find you or follow you? And uh, we'll yeah, go. sure. Uh, you can go to supersoldertalk.com and check out some of the articles and posts. I know I'm getting behind. Uh, I'm trying to um, um, update that website a little bit. I also want, if you feel so inclined, I have a book um, where you can learn some of this, well, the, pretty much almost all the content we discussed here is in this book. Um, but uh, yeah, this you can get at neologicaltech.com, my other website that I have. Uh, so uh, yeah, um, the, the book is on back order right now, but uh, I should have some in stock another week or two. Cool. But it's called Lone Wolf. Yes. Yeah, awesome. um, a lot of interesting videos. You do a lot of interesting interviews on your YouTube channel. Uh, I, that's kind of, you know, for a while I was getting into all this information. I would always check out, you know, the interviews and the super soldier, I mean, super soldier, the SSP history, the four hour video was, it was really well put together. I mean, it was long, but it breaks it down. There's a lot of terminology in there and you guys break it down because when you guys tell these stories, uh, you use all these terms and these phrases and these organization names and, you know, and it's hard to, it's hard for people to really understand. So I recommend anybody go back and check out that video if you haven't, uh, if you want to understand some of these terms, but yeah, thanks for coming on, man. This was a lot. Yeah. yeah thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. And uh, certainly uh, send me a message, uh, send me email, supersoldertalk at gmail.com. If you uh, want to come on my show and yes, yeah, super soldier experiences. I'll yeah. I'd love to interview you as well. Awesome. Thank you. Hi guys. And uh, real quick, there's 17 tickets left for um, Starseed Adventures in Cocoa Beach, Florida. Come hang out with us. We're going to be setting up our Experiencer Lounge. They just added a day pass. So I think on 
Uh, Sunday, you, you get a ticket for all four speakers. It includes a dinner and the bowl and, and um, something else, I think, for $222. So that would be a lot of fun. So if you guys are interested, come hang out with us. It's going to be uh, it's going to be great to get away from the computer and uh, meet up with all of our friends and people that we're always talking to on the screen all the time. So uh, grab a ticket, come hang out with us. Tickets are available. Uh, the link will be below in the description. Uh, other than that, uh, have a great night, everybody, and we will see you next time. All right. Good night, guys.